Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. Hello, we are in week three of our Advent journey toward Christmas. Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means arrival. And Christmas is a time in which we remember the arrival of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This arrival was prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born by a prophet called Isaiah from the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 in which it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. As our wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace, Jesus brings hope, faith, joy and peace into our lives. And so as part of our Advent journey, we have been looking at each of these each week leading up to Christmas. Last week we looked at faith and we heard the faith story of a good friend of mine, Jared Smith. Unfortunately, technically, we had some problems and weren't able to post the podcast of that interview. But Jared has promised me that at some stage we can get together and do a live recording on the podcasts because we know a lot of people want to hear the story of faith that he experienced through Jesus. This week, though, we will be looking at joy. Now, when we think of joy, I want to ask the question to you. When were you most joyful in this last year? And what happened that filled you with joy in that moment? For me, it was the miraculous circumstances that allowed us to buy our first home. When everything came together and we knew that the home was ours, I pretty much jumped with joy. The dictionary defines joy as the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. This understanding, therefore, states that joy is a byproduct of good or satisfying circumstances. Think about it. For most of us, the answer to my question about when you last felt joyful was probably connected to something good that happened in your life, just like the dictionary defines it. But that makes the scripture verse in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 in the Bible a little bit confusing. When Paul writes about Jesus saying, For the joy set before him he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Surely if joy was caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, it would be after being seated at the right hand of God in victory and not before suffering on the cross like a victim. But Jesus displayed joy in the midst of his struggles. In fact, it was the joy set before him that allowed him to endure the suffering instead of being a byproduct of his escape from the situation. Jesus intentionally set joy at the forefront of his vision. The phrase set before in the original Greek is described as to lie before the view. What we align before our view in life is called vision. So what vision was Jesus setting before himself in this situation? His vision was being seated at the right hand of God as our Savior. 
Like Romans 5, 8 says in the Bible, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus' endurance in the face of death was because he had a vision beyond his suffering. And that vision was you, a sinner that needed salvation. A few years ago, while at a friend's house, I was having a cup of coffee and my youngest son was playing outside near a pool. The next thing I hear a splash and from the lounge window, I see my son had fallen in. Unable to swim and sinking with the weight of his soaked clothes, I ran toward him, disregarding the fact that I still had an iPhone in my pocket and a brand new pair of shoes that would be damaged by the water. I had a vision set before me, and that vision was my son, meaning the damage and loss to other things was replaced by my focus on him, just like Jesus' vision of you became the joy that allowed him to endure the cross for your salvation. And if the joy Jesus embraced in suffering was a vision of you, then your joy is embraced in a vision of him. Your joy rests on God's joy. You see, we experience true joy not when we pursue happiness, but when we pursue Him. And that's why Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 to the church, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. You see, Our always is not always filled with happy moments, yet we can still experience joy because joy is not the pursuit of happiness, but the pursuit of him, the pursuit of Jesus Christ. Jesus displayed joy in the midst of his struggles that allowed him to endure the suffering instead of joy being a byproduct of his escape from the situation. And that's why Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 records Nehemiah's words in which he says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The strength to endure our struggles comes from a vision of our risen Savior set before us in the midst of the storm. It's not a byproduct of escaping it. Rick Warren, the well-known author, Christian leader, describes joy as the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life, the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right, and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. I can choose in every storm I face to set the joy of a vision of my risen Savior before me as someone who is victorious through Christ rather than being a victim to my circumstances. In Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 25, there's a moment in history uh, that documents God's people experiencing a storm. It says, One day Jesus and his disciples got in a boat. Let's cross the lake, Jesus said, and off they went. It was smooth sailing, and he fell asleep. A terrific storm came up suddenly on the lake. Water poured in, and the disciples were about to capsize. They woke Jesus. Master, master, we're going to drown. Getting to his feet, he told the wind, silence, and the waves, quiet down. They did. The lake became smooth as glass. Then he said to his disciples, why can't you trust me? 
After the storm was calmed, I can imagine the disciples being filled with joy. Perhaps even saying, thank God we woke Jesus up or we wouldn't be alive. But in the midst of their joy, as a byproduct of escaping the storm, Jesus dampens the mood by saying, why can't you trust me? What do you mean, Jesus? We trusted you could help us escape the storm, and you did. You see, Jesus wanted the disciples to understand that our joy is not a byproduct of escaping life during the storm. It wasn't about trusting a change of weather conditions outside the boat. It was about trusting Jesus in the boat. Jesus said, why can't you trust me? Jesus wanted them to understand that sometimes the storms we endure increase the strength of our character in preparation for his promises and ignite our hope in his salvation. As Romans 5 verse 2 tells us, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice Two, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us to develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Jesus wanted their joy to be set before the problem was solved in order to endure, rather than being positioned afterwards as a byproduct of their escape. Our joy is not a byproduct of escaping life's struggles, but knowing who's in the boat with us during the storms. That's why true joy is found not in pursuing happiness, but pursuing Him. It reminds me of the historic life of Horatio Spafford, a follower of Jesus and friend to the well-known D.L. Moody. During the 1870s, Spafford had a similar experience to Job in the Old Testament. From a successful businessman, husband, and father, he went on to lose his business holdings in the Chicago Fire of 1871. And just a while later, all of his four daughters drowned while sailing to Europe to escape the anxiety and suffering the fires had caused to their business, while Spafford had stayed behind. He later was to receive the news of his daughter's death in a telegram from his distraught wife saying, Saved alone. He in response set sail to meet his wife. And during his crossing, he sailed near the place where his four daughters had sunk to the ocean's depths. There in the midst of his sorrow, he wrote what has become known as one of the greatest hymns of all time. It is well with my soul. As Spafford found himself in a storm of loss, he set his joy in the Lord, in the words of a hymn that didn't only give him strength at the time, but have continued to give those who grieve strength in the midst of their suffering and their storms. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, whatever my lot Thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffer, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate. 
and has shed his blood for my soul. This is the joy set before us through Christ Jesus. Today in the midst of my failure and weakness, I set before me the mercy and forgiveness of my Savior. It is well with my soul. Today in the face of my enemy, I set the victory of my risen Savior before me. It is well with my soul. As I walk in the darkness of my depression, I set before me a vision of the shepherd with his rod and staff that comfort me and I declare it is well with my soul. And in that the joy of the Lord becomes my strength in times of suffering, allowing me to live out a story of salvation whereby my trial becomes my testimony. Just like the cross Jesus endured with the joy set before him became the testimony of a crucifixion leading to the life of resurrection. This is the joy set before us through Christ. And so may you, regardless of the storms you face, set before your life a vision of your victorious Savior that no matter what you go through, you can declare with the certainty of the joy found in him that it is well with my soul.